If someone asked you the difference between systematic and biblical theology, would you know the answer? That's what we're going to talk about today on Conversations with a Calvinist, which begins right now. Welcome back to Conversations with a Calvinist. My name is Keith Bosky, and I am a Calvinist. And I have on the program with me today, Daniel Burton. Daniel? Hello. Thank you for having me. It's such a blast to be on here and uh, to be able to talk about some really fun topics. So. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I want to introduce you to our um, our audience because we we really have just met. We've, we've known mm-hmm. each other online for a while. Mm-hmm. We have a very good mutual friend. Yes. Yes. Matthew sir. Henson, who is my not yet Calvinist not friend. Yet Matthew, Calvinist, if you're listening. Yeah. And I know you're going to listen to this one because you're his buddy as well. Just know that we're working on you. We're chipping away. Praying we got people you. praying we're, for we're you. Praying for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're our not yet Calvinist friend, um, uh, but you, Daniel, you said uh, before we t- we had a little pre-show conversation. You said you're sort of a uh, yes, sort of there. So I've I've kind of joked and, and told people I'm uh, 85, kind of close to being Calvinist. Uh, I I I tend to t- to keep all the parts of 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 Calvinism and uh, those things. I just maybe prune the tulip a little bit occasionally, not ah, too much, okay. but um, right. overall, the thinking, the dogmatics, the structure, and all that, I tend to keep to it, just because it's 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 good biblically-based content. So, gotcha. Um, gotcha. But the 15 is kind of a bear. You know, <laughs> I've, I've kind of joked and told people uh, I'd be 100% a Calvinist, except all the times the Bible tells us to choose, and I'd be 100% Arminian, except for all the times the Bible clearly says predestined. So you got to struggle through both of those at some point. And and understand they're coming t- together in that. So absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and one day I will uh, I will squeeze mm-hmm. the fifteen percent. Right, and, and, squeeze and, and, it and right I'll, out. And I'll make you a yeah. shirt. I used to make T-shirts. I have mm-hmm. one that just says Five Point Calvinist. It's so right. great when you wear it to a restaurant, especially mm-hmm. when you wear it to a restaurant in a in the in the, in, in Callahan, which mm-hmm. is a small town yes. where I grew up. Uh, yes, I'm, people will look at you and they'll go, and they'll get kind of mm-hmm. like they're reading it. And then, and then you and then the, the light bulb's mm-hmm. going off, and it's yeah, yeah, okay. We'll get you a shirt. <laughs> or they ask, "What are the five points?" You're like, "Ah, oh, so glad you prepared me for this." Absolutely, thank you. I've been waiting for this yes, my whole life. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> Daniel. Uh, I know that you uh, are ordained. Yes, and you are actively preaching. And I've I've seen mm-hmm. a, a sermon recently where you preached on the law of God from First Peter. Yeah, uh, Galatians. Oh, and, I'm sorry. And okay, I, I'm mistaken. I, I taught a Bible study uh, going through the book of First Peter. Okay. So, uh, two different things, both a lot of fun, both good books, the Bible. But um, well, how um, did you? How did the Lord save you? How old were you? How did that? Oh all... gosh. Okay. So a lot of people they have the stories of it was a Tuesday on the January and something. So I'm an overtime kind of person. I grew up in church. Um, parents they'd been on staff at church. I grew up going to every everything the church did. I had to be there because my mother. Um, oh, okay. So I did all the church things, the Sunday school, uh, elementary school. I could do the Bible passages better than anybody. Uh, ended up joining staff at, at a church because I inherited a tech booth at the age of 14. Okay. And I've been connected to a church after that point. But, um, you know, going through high school, it was kind of this... Um, 
it was it was difficult because I had a speech impediment, so that's always a lot of fun when you're uh, in 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 high school because no one picks on you about anything. Sure. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> that gave them a clear target, and that was like awesome. And um, and I was at that point of of just I understood all the true things, but I didn't. Um, I didn't. It was. It was a thing I understood, but it wasn't my own, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and struggled through that probably a good amount of time. And then, you know, uh, kind of going through a speech impediment, there's a question of asking God, like, God, did you screw up making me? Mm. Um, and that's a hard question to ask at the age of 15. Sure. Uh, because most people are at that age are struggling through like all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, am I a mistake? Mm. And so I started getting into things, um, and making choices that are, um, temporary pleasure, but not the best of choices. And then, uh, I could always get to a point of, of, well, I just happened to be there and happened to da, 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 and et cetera, et cetera. And then it got to a place of premeditation of, of, I was thinking through it and I was just driving, uh, going back home, and I was like, God, I don't get how you could care about me at all because I don't care about me a, a bit. Mm. Um, and in that kind of a moment, just praying, I, I, I got the uh, the impression that God was trying to answer back and say, in spite of all the things you have done, are doing, and will do, I still love you. Mm. How do you not get that yet? Um, and you don't get to have that kind of encounter and be like, I will carry on in the direction I'm going. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it was kind of a point of, okay, I either I need to go all in on trying to follow Jesus and do all the things that Jesus did and be, be a f- follower of Christ or... I need to bail on this entirely, but I can't do this kind of a, I'm this person at church and this person at school and mm. I do this, but I tell people this and I, all that. I, I had to get to a place of, all right, I'm in or I'm out, but I got to do that now. Amen. So that was kind of the point that it became, oh, oh my faith instead of just a, a, a thing I grew up doing. So yeah, Amen. yeah. That was kind of the turning point of, 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 all right, I'm all in. I'm, I'm going to chase after Jesus with everything I have and 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 go on from there. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Now how did that lead into the eventual being ordained? That that's the oh, Gosh, case. yeah. So that was about 17 um yeah, ooh, everything I've done is a testament to God is great and I'm an idiot. Uh so <laughs> Amen. I, yeah. That's that's like, a good line for today's show. <laughs> I'll get a t-shirt for that. God's great and I'm an idiot. Um yeah. I applied to a college, which if you're applying to college, apply to at least three. Um just as a general, that's not related, but just as a general, don't do what I did. I got in by the grace of God somehow. Uh I was a criminology major. Um oh, nice. yeah for a week. Uh <laughs> I was a criminology major and I was just praying and 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 I was just like, I don't know. I picked criminology because I thought it'd be cool. So not a good thing like, to base whole life decisions off of. Like Gil Grissom? Uh, yes, yes. CSI. Uh, I got good at puns just for that reason there. There you so, go. Um, there you go. N- n- no, I was going to – it was actually Jack Bauer that was part of it. Um nice. I was going to go catch terrorists. Well, that was my – my my plan and God in the the, the 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 middle of that was like no and I'm like all right well what's my major then I'm like yeah, not criminology I'm like <laughs> got it so you'll show me when I get there okay and so I I 
ended up um, getting connected to a church there, picking a major, just kind of random, that steered me out of uh, criminology. And um, and just in that, I felt a call to build the church to... To be uh, to, uh, to become a pastor, so I started the process. Is I got turned down a couple of times just because I was twenty one, um, which was pretty young. So yeah, yeah, I get which, that. But it tw- I, I thought I knew like everything there, um, and then and that's what twenty one year old and that's do. what twenty one do. <laughs> yeah. uh, eventually, I, I I did go through an ordination training process and uh, started an MDiv program. Um, my first professor almost caused me to drop out. Uh, oh, wow. It was Dr. Kaiser. Do you know Dr. Kaiser? Walter Kaiser. The name sounds familiar. Where is he at? Uh, I think heaven now, but um, <laughs> sorry. He's from Gordon Conwell. That's a re- <laughs> really bleak joke. I'm so sorry. Uh, that's, no, he was great. Dude no, was the, fantastic. The fact that you said, I, I th- think. I think heaven now. No, I was trying to figure out if he was still alive. If Dude Dr. was awesome. If Dr. Kaiser's family is listening. <laughs> we're sorry. It's your fault. Like, yeah. This is, no. uh, so he, uh, that was my first professor. Dude taught on the Pentateuch. Um, I, I, I was peer pressured into starting an MDiv pro- uh, program at GordonCon. Well, because uh, I had other people going through like, Hey, you should join us. I'm like, okay, sure. It didn't occur to me. Like that's a $50,000 decision that I'm being peer pressured into making, <laughs> oh, but wow. like, yeah. all right, sure. Yeah, I'll do it. Whatever. Um, uh, dude taught on the Pentateuch. Didn't bring notes at all. He didn't bring anything. I got up to the board, started uh, jotting down Genesis in Hebrew from memory on the board and he stopped and said, hold on, this is a 500 course. You haven't had to take Hebrew yet. Erased it and wrote it in English. And people asked what trans, <laughs> like, is that NIV ESV? He's like, I just translated it in my head. It's and like- I, I almost got up and went, I don't belong here. <laughs> we out. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I ain't doing this, but you win. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I'm in the wrong room. I need a different class. So, um, I, I need remedial Bible. Yeah. Is there like, a step under this, like, so yeah, al- almost dropped out. I'm like, uh-oh. Um, and then I found out this, the, it was the president of the college at the time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm super in the wrong room. <laughs> but he was he, a nice guy, encouraged to keep at it. And I got through it and kind of enjoy it now. So Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. So, okay. Yes. So sorry. You, now that was at Gordon, you yes. said? Okay, yeah. Okay. So at Gordon have you graduated? Uh, already, I did. Um, okay. 15, something. Is that it's how you bit. met? Um, because I know we have mutual friends that were at Gordon. Is that now Matthew didn't go to Gordon? No, no, was, we'll get him there eventually too. But, but yeah. Jake, do you know yes, Jake? I met Jake there. Yeah, okay. Jake Corn. Um, yeah, I met Jake Corn there. He was, he's on the program this week. He's, oh, 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 the um. Uh, RPW. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yep, it's going to be. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. It'll actually go live before this one. This one, we're actually doing a recording early. This this will go out. Oh, a, good. A, okay. a little later. So, it's, he, those of you who saw last week's program, that's what we're talking he's, about. He's he's a great guy. He is intimidatingly smart. I'm okay. He'll see this. Yeah, but he knows it's fine. So he's a he's a smart dude, and he he's in the army. Mm-hmm. He was a professional mm-hmm. interrogator, right? So when he's right. like, I want to I want to talk to you about the the right. the, the, the uh, uh, regular principal, I was like, mm-hmm. 
Are you gonna? Are you I gonna guess, beat me yeah. up? Are you gonna, are you gonna, are you gonna, Say it. What if yeah. we disagree? <laughs> no, no, oh, no. Jake's cool though. I've gotten to talk to him. I still talk to him a little bit too. He's he's a cool guy. But yeah, I met Jake through there. A few others. Awesome. Um, yeah. Well, one of the things I, I, I we were going to discuss today, and this is really the, the heart of the program, mm-hmm. uh, even though it is good to get to know you and good for the audience to get to know you, because I do hope that you come back and, and you live close enough where mm-hmm. we can get together Absolutely. and do this in person. You're yeah. not on Zoom, so no. so it's nice to have you where I can actually touch you. So, you. Uh, that was really yeah, weird. That's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a weirdo. Okay. Now, so, we're, now uh, we're keeping that in. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. We're going to keep that in. We're going to keep that in. Okay. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about the different ways to do theology because mm-hmm. you are personally doing mm-hmm. a teaching at your church on the story of the Bible. Tell yes. us a little bit about that. So the Bible, um, the, uh, there's a pastor stated a thing that changed the w- w- way I view scripture that although there are Sixty-six books of the Bible, about thirty-five f- authors, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that that all, although those things are true, there is also one author, and that is the, the Holy Spirit, and, and and that there is a story being told throughout the entire thing from start to f- f- finish. That all things prior point to Christ coming, yep. and all things after point to Christ. Uh, come and and if that's true, then there's the story of God speaking about God to our benefit and to God's glory that is is all throughout the scriptures and and I think people tend to skip over the Old Testament because they go well no it's a it's it's New Testament church I don't need the Old Testament it's like no 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 you have to understand the story of the Old Testament to understand that Christ is on every page of the Old Testament. And I think people skip over that to their detriment, that that all these things are are orchestrated by the glory of God to the glory of God. And and if Christ is slain before the foundations of the earth, then that means all things point to him. And understanding our place in the the, the, the story, I mean, a major premise of this class is uh, the Bible's not about me. It's never been about me. It needs to not be about me. Uh, I am not the person that brings people to eternity. I point to the guy who does, and that's as, at best, I'm a catalyst, and even that I'm not entirely sure about some days, Um, but I'm... the entire scriptures point to the glory of God, and it's understanding yeah. that story being told of of God drawing God's people to himself. Awesome. Yeah. Now, I do have a... a, a we didn't talk about this before mm-hmm. the program, and, and um, uh, feel free to... Uh, Feel free to not answer if this is if Got this it. is controversial. Right. Uh, are you? Would you put yourself in the camp of dispensational or covenant, or do you find yourself in the middle? I know a lot of guys hmm. who yeah. tend to find them. And, and I, again, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm um, not going to uh, draw up a wall of separation I'm, if we disagree. I, I wouldn't claim I'm I'm a dispensationalist. I'm probably more of a covenant covenantalist. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, okay? I, yep, that'd be right. covenantalist. Um, I, if if I'm being. A good amount of of kind of the the um, the stances I, I I tend to keep. I just kind of take a cop out stance of I'm a biblicist. If okay. if if it's in the Bible speaking to that, then yeah, I'll I'll travel down there see if there's any truth in that. So um, I'll I'll go down there, but keeping up to Scripture as inerrant as the God breathed. But um, I I don't think uh, no I I'm probably 
closer to a covenantalist than a dispensationalist. So. Okay. And my yeah. reason for asking is mm-hmm. when you say Jesus is throughout the Bible, mm-hmm. what I am finding recently in, mm-hmm. in, in my conversations with dispensationalists specifically, and I have some friends that are um, some guys who mm-hmm. came out of Masters and other places, right. and this is not... Right. Ubiquitous. This is just a few of the people that I know. So right. I know anecdotal evidence is not always uh, the best. Right. Um, but, but a few of the guys I've spoken to, there seems to be a hard push to sort of separate out the um, the stories of Israel and the, and the, mm-hmm. and the Old Testament from uh, the Christian scriptures. And, and, and the idea of reading Christ into those mm-hmm. is a bad thing. And seeing Christ in those is, is bad. And so it sort of becomes this... Um, like, like, if you do that, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with the Christocentric versus the Christotelic mm-hmm. argument, where the, they would say, we're Christotelic, Christ is the purpose, but he's not there, mm-hmm. where the Christocentric would say, we see Christ in there, and so... I, I'd probably come at it on on a perspective of typology, that, that mm-hmm. Israel is a type of a future and greater thing to come, yep. uh, uh, kind of the same parts of... of um, the the mosaic covenant the noahic covenant all all these things are types of a greater thing that is coming uh even going to a marriage is it is a a a type of a greater covenant to our creator mm-hmm. um so i i do think as in all those things there are are boundaries that y- y- you have to put around it because n- not all parts are going to be as strict of of a connection, but it is a type of a greater thing or a taste of it that is to come. Okay. Um, so as far as, uh, yeah, I, I know that can get really uh, difficult into um, some very controversial topics, especially in dispensationalism and the uh, a, a nation state of Israel today. I actually think it's important, um, just maybe not to the same cause that they do. So. Sure. Um, that's kind of which man. That's a whole. That's <laughs> Again, a whole kind of a go, spiral of a topic there yeah. that could yeah. easily go down. But so, is there a future mm. for national? No, <laughs> not the topic of today. We'll have you back to let us know whether or not there's a future for national Israel. Uh-huh. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So when we talk about the different types of theology, I brought mm-hmm. with me a book today. This mm-hmm. is called the Moody Handbook of of Theology. This mm-hmm. is. By Paul Inns. Now, I want to make a distinction. This is not Peter Inns. Peter Inns is a um, quite liberal theologian, and a lot of people are. Uh, yes. Are you familiar with him? Uh, yes. I don't remember why, but I've, I've heard him a few yeah, times. Yeah, uh, and, like, and, and I like to tell people because right. all it says on the on the back is Inns. Right. And people see that, they go, oh, that's liberal. Yeah. No, 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 not that one. This yeah. is Paul Inns, a different, different Inns, mm-hmm. d- spelled the same, but different guy, and um, very conservative. This is from Moody Press in mm-hmm. Chicago. And what this provides is this this book, I've used it in teaching systematic theology here at our church. We did a three-year study of systematic mm-hmm. theology, and we used this book as our, as our textbook. Um, and I know that there are some of you guys out there maybe freaking out. That's not a Calvinistic textbook. That's right. I didn't use uh, I didn't I didn't use uh, Burkhoff or Grudem mm-hmm. or, or or any of the uh, any of the mm-hmm. you know the ones that people right. might have thought. I use this one because it almost is like an encyclopedia. It, it tends not to take positional approaches, and mm-hmm. rather it explain. I mean, it does it? It, it firmly agrees right. with the deity <laughs> right. of Christ and things like that. Right. But it's not. You know, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't present itself in the Calvinistic or sure. Arminian or whatever. Sure. But what it does do is it, is it says that there are five different 
um, approaches to theology because what we mm -hmm. what we said in the beginning was biblical theology versus systematic theology. In a mm -hmm. minute, I'm going to get you to sort of define how you understand the difference. Right. But the book actually defines five different ones. It says there's biblical theology, systematic theology, <coughs> historical theology, dogmatic theology, and then what, what it defines as contemporary theology. Now, what I'd like for you to do, Daniel, mm -hmm. if, if you don't mind, if you could give us just a short distinction between what you would say is biblical theology versus systematic theology. Because yes, I would say I, I would say I would probably fall more on the systematic side, at mm -hmm. least from the way that I have taught sure. in the past. Sure, absolutely. See, I I tend to view those two, and, and as far as the other definitions go, we can definitely get into those, but um, I view those two as two ends of the same coin, okay. uh, that they're both needed at times. So biblical theology, as I understand it, is this, I'm taking a, a chunk of scripture and understanding its point and in, in, in the message that this grouping of scripture is trying to tell us. And so as people talk about a New Testament theology, that's a type of biblical theology that takes the New Testament and kind of gets at, all right, what is the New Testament as a whole trying to tell us stop um, there, or, or, or kind of Old Testament theology, or the, um, uh, the, 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 uh, the theology of Paul books. There's like hundreds yeah, of those. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. we could, yeah. we could yeah. even go down and say, mm -hmm. what's the theology no. of Philippians? A hundred percent, yeah. And, and then for the systematic approach, it's taking a topic and going through scripture to determine what does God tell us about this topic. Now, and, and I'm cautious to say topic because uh, then people go straight to, so it's topical. Not quite, um, although it can can get there. Um, I, I usually say a subject-based mm -hmm. approach. Yes, yeah, yeah that's much topical. better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but to both of those, I, th I think they're both needed to be able to explore the uh, kind of the complete ideas in scripture. If I'm um, studying Christology, which is, is probably my favorite, uh, I, I do go through the entirety of scripture to determine, all right, is this passage speaking about Christ? And if it is, then what does it tell us about Christ? And there are going to be parts that it's not that they aren't talking about Christ, it's that they're not talking about Christ kind of directly. Mm -hmm. um, and and I can get stuff by by thinking through it, but it, as a whole, it's going through the Christological passages. So um, much, much more time in the Gospels, Isaiah 53, uh, those that, that speak to that. So um, I, I do think they're both important, and they both uh, need to be done understanding the, 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 the other in order to kind of balance them out a bit. Okay. Yeah. This is a way that I have defined. I'd like mm -hmm. to. I'd like your thought on this okay. because I, 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 you know, especially if you disagree, because mm -hmm. I, I would love to hear a counterpoint. But when I've talked about this, I teach. I teach a systematic theology class at a um, local. Uh, it's a it's a men's shelter. Men's. Oh, cool. it's, a, it's a church, but they they cool. do they do recovery ministry, and so every Thursday I go there and I do a twelve week. Mm -hmm. theology course and then we do a we take a break and then a, again I'll start I've been doing it for about four years so cool. we just rotate through awesome. and and, yeah. and <clears throat> what I say is biblical theology is the is is nece is necessary first because it's based on exegesis yes whereas uh, systematic theology comes along after that mm -hmm. and, and is and is based on and this is a word I, I maybe you would just or 
I don't know how many other people would use this. Mm -hmm. I would say systematic theology is based on like taxonomy, putting things in categories. Because mm -hmm. that's what, that's what tech. Yeah, know. yeah, kind of the 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 kind of topical. Yeah, yeah, putting uh, putting like this is the uh, subject, kind of, and therefore uh, kind of the I've done matter. the exegetical yeah. work. Right. And so now, right. uh, and again, that's the biblical theology. Right. That's what I do on Sunday morning. Right. Because I'm preaching through Genesis, and right. when I'm preaching through Genesis, like this week, I'm in Genesis 40. I'm going to preach the text. I'm going to preach the theology that's in the text. I'm mm -hmm. not going to go out and now if it addresses a particular theological thing, I may sure. say. Okay, Absolutely. Here's a cross reference. Absolutely. But in general, I'm sticking to what this says. Sure. And so exegesis versus, and again, taxonomy might not be the right word, but it's right. categorization. Right. We're putting putting a it category. in categories. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I do think there's also kind of a middle ground there that kind of is 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 difficult to classify. Is this um uh, 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 kind of the systematic approach or the biblical approach because uh, a good amount of biblical theology gets into um, a covenants. Now, mm -hmm. it, that, that's kind of a weird middle ground because if I'm talking about covenants, then to do that is a s systematic approach. Um, but to 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 tackle that through that, you almost have to back it up into taking it through the biblical type of understanding of it. So it gets a bit tricky in a few of those, because um, a major chunk of of uh, systematic theology, I would never put uh, covenants as a chunk of it. It tends to fall under, especially in academic publications, as a type of biblical theology. Yeah. And a few of those, I'm like, it's kind of in the middle. Yeah. Um. Kind of. It's kind of a middle ground or a bridge between them that I think is a good thing to, uh, uh kind of keep and hold on to. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and that yeah. makes sense. You're right. Now that you've mentioned that, mm -hmm. when I think about systematic theology. Mm -hmm. Even though the concept of covenant is right. within there, we you know we 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 tend to address less right. the things like the Abrahamic and right. and, and and mosaic Davidic and, right. and new covenant things like that, and rather you know in systematic mm -hmm. theology we you know we look at the the the, the nature. And 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 person and work right. of God, the nature nature person work of Christ, right. and and what you know, what do we know about the right. Trinity and things like that? And, and and again, it's not unnecessary. Right, it's important, but I do think if you limit yourself to only one, mm -hmm. you tend to right step away from the other. And right. um, Dr. R. C. Sproul was one of my favorite. Uh, teachers, I, he was he was a lot of people's favorites. Yeah, so like, yeah. what a mind! Like, yeah. I'm, like I'm so yeah, small guy. Probably never heard of him. Yeah, he's yeah, he's kind of niche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, in in his work, uh, he he classified himself very much mm -hmm. as a uh, systematic theologian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yet at the same time, he has like his found. Well, go ahead. He's he's more known for his biblical work almost than for yeah. some of his other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. he would say I'm a I'm a systematic right. theologian. But at the sure same you time, are, you, bud. Yeah. 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 You look at like yeah. his foundations course, yeah. which is all scripture, right? And it's walking through the text. Right. And certainly he was you know uh, exegetical in his mm -hmm. in his preaching, even though I recently heard, and this is amazing to me, that he his sermons were relatively short. Compared hmm. to, you know, uh, you know MacArthur, Mon yeah. fifty-five minute sermon, yeah. things like that. But uh, as far as like the weekly sermon of, of Doctor Spro, hmm. not as long. Huh. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to say a number because somebody will correct me. Got to pump those numbers up, whatever yeah, they are. Yeah, though. Yeah, 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 Forty-five yeah. minimum. Yeah. yeah oh boy. Uh... Uh, what is what is what? What's the right number? What's the right number? More. 
More. Always okay. more. That's, well, not an all, hold on. I got to walk that back. <laughs> it's on his preaching. Uh, yeah, yeah, hold on. <laughs> uh, I was, the, as, as a quick kind of side story, I, I, uh, I took a group of middle and high schoolers to a mission trip in the Bahamas. First of all, so hard to raise money to go to the Bahamas. People are like, is this a mission trip? I'm like, yeah, to the Bahamas? Sure it is, bud. Um, uh, There's a guy there. He preached. Uh, all of us were so tired, uh, very tired. It was day five. We're in church. Dude's preaching. And I turn around because I've been doing church a bit. There's a preaching clock. This this man said it at 90. And I'm like, that's too much. <laughs> Uh, and and I'm I'm having I'm having so so hard of a time staying awake, and I know the kids are. But that countdown clock, it was hope of just like I have 20 more, and then we're good. Um, and then that thing got got to z- it, it it all the way down, and I was like, all right, well, pastors have trouble staying on time. 10 minute buffer, cool. Dude, reset the preaching clock to another 90. I'm like, can't. We gotta go. <laughs> Get the bus, kids. Half y'all, w- w- wake up, we gotta go. It was, um, and it, w- it was also Father's Day. So then they had uh, a special like, presentation for the fathers. This was on top of the now 90 minute times two uh, oh type of, of, oh my goodness. of thing. And then it um, uh, so that took another 30. And then because it was a Bahamian church, they had, a, you know, a small closing worship set of like 30 more minutes. And I'm like, that that's my exception to <laughs> how long should it more, be? Yeah. Not that. Like, <laughs> you, you should s- trim that in a quarter. <laughs> how about that? When, you, a, when, you, when, you, when you said that's too much. That's <laughs> too much. We, we we've jokingly said mm-hmm. in our church because I'm I'm a 45 minute mm-hmm. you know yeah. sometimes 50 minutes but for I'm you know 40 45 mm-hmm. minutes is, is my wheelhouse and I've you know we've talked about getting an hourglass mm-hmm. you know and, mm-hmm. and it's like brother if you want just turn that hourglass right. over I'm like I wonder how right. often I can do that <laughs> yesterday we had yesterday we had. Uh, sunrise service, mm-hmm. breakfast, and then Sunday school, and then church. Mm-hmm. By the time I was preaching in the, se- mm-hmm. in, the, in the in the service, people who had been here since right. six thirty or right. seven were their eyes were sort of right. closed. I was like, "That's yeah. a twenty minute sermon. We're going home yeah. early, boys." <laughs> yeah, <That's right. laughs> Actually, Jesus loves you, Amen. That's right. Oh. He he is risen. <laughs> He's he risen. risen indeed. S- Amen. Still risen. That's right. Same thing as six thirty this morning. Still alive. <laughs> Just checking in. All right. Sorry, I'm I dragged this so no, off topic. No, I, I apologize. Uh, first of all, this is the this is the funnest. It's <laughs> funnest the word most fun. Okay, I'm, uh, this is one of the most fun interviews. I, I definitely want you to come back because you're you're just a, a delight. Well, thank you. Um, but I do want to mention from the yes. book because we've sort of defined biblical versus systematic theology. And before before we get back to this, I do want to ask: Do you mm-hmm. do you think? I know you said they're both this one sides of the same coin. Yeah. Do you there are guys I think that would automatically say one or the other is superior. Do you think that that's true? Uh I have my own thoughts so I want you to go first and then I'll tell you. Um n- no, I think they both need each other more than they think they do. Okay. I mean as as far as um a creation of biblical canon because the uh, k- uh kind of the systematic approach tends to come at it from a uh a kind of a philosophical Philosophical type perspective that was the undergirding of creating the Bible, especially New Testament canon. It was to come at it and say, "Okay, if I'm understanding the Old uh, Covenant, Old Testament, 
then these books do or don't qualify to the New Testament because of their contradiction. That was a, a, a type of theology they did that I, I'd put closer to kind of the systematic approach yeah. than, 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 than the other. But on on the other end of that, proper systematic theology is based on good exegetical content yep. that comes out of the biblical camp. Um, they need each other, and I think if if I grow in this but not in the other, then it's 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 going to the gym and not ever going to leg day kind of a thing. It's just going to be <laughs> off yeah. a bit. It's unbalanced. I I agree, um, and, and and I would I would just add this thought, and this is because recently, mm-hmm. uh, being one who had spent a lot of time in systematic theology and a lot of time in that mm-hmm. field. I am finding more value now in the in the biblical theology, but also mm-hmm. realizing it was there all the time. Right. Because my first, when I started preaching here in 2005, January 2005 was when I began the full-time mm-hmm. Sunday morning preaching, and my first series was an exegesis of the Gospel of Luke. It took me a couple of years to mm-hmm. do that. And then after that, I did, I've done several books over the years. Uh, I've done Acts. I've done... Um, Hebrews, I've done First Corinthians, mm-hmm. James, uh, I've done a few Old Testament books. I'm in Genesis right now. But what I find is as I'm doing that, this is this is increasing my systematic mm-hmm. yeah. so much right. because, it, like you said, it's based on exegesis. Right. What I have found, and, and get you to comment on this, what I have found at times is when I look at someone systematic, and if... if Sometimes it's not based on good theology or, or good exegesis, right? Uh, especially, and, and I even hate, I, I, I hesitate to mention this because I have so many friends who are confessional, mm-hmm. and sometimes they hold the confession even seemingly higher than the scripture. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, or yeah. be careful. I love my confession. Yeah. I'm, you know, we hold a right. confession here, but sometimes I, I get that right. feeling. And I look at the confession, which itself is a systematic. It's it's right. an approach, a systematic approach. This is what we believe about God, and it will have these biblical references under it. Mm-hmm. And I'll go into those references. And I'll say that ain't what that's yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. How did you get here from there? I, yeah. I mean, there have been a good amount of those things. I also, I'm, well, I'm not trying to compare the two because again, there's good people on the, uh, um, on the confessional end, but I'll, a lot of the, the 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 kind of theology on uh, going to Facebook, you know, like. Jesus tells us this, and it's it's a verse out of Numbers or something. I'm like, Jesus yeah. didn't say much in Numbers. Like, <laughs> he didn't. It's not. It's not. He's not a central figure in the Book of Numbers, you know. And but but they'll put these things down, and because it 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 puts this authority of. Well, it's a Bible passage, and people go like, I better press the share button then. That's right. Um, and I think that can get to a place of 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 kind of the danger of confessional and all all these approaches do do have inherent dangers to them but that tends to be that instead of checking things through the authority of scripture i'm just speaking a thing that i've n- 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 never spent the time to to back up and understand through scripture because mm. a good amount of 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 confessions are great i mean there's um uh, 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 the uh, the uh, the Apostles' Creed, the, the the Nicene Creed. These are things that have stood the test of time, sure. Um, be- because they're built in good understanding of Scripture and 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 applying them in kind of a systematic format. Um, 
Also, though, if people go through those, they've also been edited heavily for hundreds of years. Yeah. And and if they're if they're being edited in the type of manner that they are edited, especially uh, the Apostles' Creed, in, in dropping things in, taking th- th- them out, then it comes out of a place of, hey, uh, this document can be incorrect. Yeah. And, and that's okay because it isn't Scripture. Scripture gets treated different because it's Scripture. Uh, creeds are great and fantastic, but they are under the authority of Scripture. Absolutely. And, and if a creed uh, contradicts or a, a creed or confession contradicts Scripture, I have to default to Scripture 100% of the time. That's right. And, and, and I think a dangerous place that I've seen people, mm-hmm. and again, I've never heard anybody say this, and so right. what, I'm, being, I'm trying to be fair, and, right. and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to, uh, to, to court controversy too much here, but I think what happens is, <clears throat> well, these were, and I'll use mm-hmm. Westminster, I, we don't hold the Westminster, and I'm not giving Westminster a hard time, but the mm-hmm. only reason I'm using Westminster is because I know plenty of guys who hold to it, mm-hmm. and what they'll say was, well, the Westminster divines say, mm-hmm. and then right. they'll, they'll quote the, 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 the text, and it's as if those mm-hmm. men have an an authority that's mm-hmm. as, that's just like saying, "Well, the apostle Paul says." Right. And it's right. not. It certainly is not. Right. And 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 even in appealing to the apostle Paul, I I think that's good to do until I'm appealing to the to the stuff of the apostle Paul that didn't make it into scripture. Uh, that is a different tier of authority that is under because it's not in scripture. There's Apostle Paul in Scripture, and then Apostle Paul at home. I mean, I mean <laughs> yeah, like, ultimately, it's, yeah. ultimately like, Paul's not the authority. The Holy yeah. Spirit is the authority. Absolutely, who inspires and the work. Yeah, a hundred percent. But uh, again, though, I I do think there is it's it's kind of an argument of of authority, and I don't think that's a bad argument if it's kept in check. Um, I'm going to trust a doctor on a medical thing more than I'm going to trust. Um, you know any of the kids in my student group, uh, kind of a thing at church. I'm, sure, they don't sure. they they don't so have medical that, training. Sure. Like they don't have that. So I'm going to trust a doctor more than them. So should we be wearing masks? I'm just kidding. Don't <laughs> <laughs> we are not, and we are not social distancing. I just want to say, I can write it. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's twice. A That's a tw- <laughs> it's going to be super COVID we just now. Met. There we go. We just- <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you've been, for those of you listening, you bait me into masks, Israel. Well, man, what I, else do we I, want to talk know, about today? I'm, let's, I'm, uh, I'm trying let's, to court controversy. <laughs> we, we just met, and I'm like, let's let's fight. <laughs> okay, I have to tell uh, a quick story. I yeah. was doing evangelism at the beach one mm-hmm. time with a group of teenage students, right. and we were filming it. We were doing our own version of Ray Comfort. Right, right. we were walking yeah. around filming people and asking them right. the, the questions, and. There was a homeless gentleman there. Mm-hmm. He was just sort of a beach guy, just sort of hanging out on the beach. And we walk up and start talking to him. I say, may we film you? So we start mm-hmm. filming him. Well, little did I know, he had a friend that was like a few yards away, mm-hmm. and he was hearing this. And when we started filming, he walked up, sat next to the guy, mm-hmm. and he goes, let's fight. <laughs> and we're filming. And he just looked, okay. and he said, let's fight. Yeah. And I was like, no, don't 
fight. And so I like, grabbed the camera and started Going to be away. a different video, but all right. There <laughs> we go. He was like, he was he was wanting to be the star of whatever yeah. we were doing. Yeah. yeah. He's like, let's fight. That's a weird choice because I know that you also teach karate. That had been a whole different video. Like, <laughs> I'm ready for that one yeah, too. Yeah, like, what yeah. do you want? Yeah. Well, he did. Uh, we'll go for it. So. Just to take the story another minute, he did follow us and, uh -huh. and, and threaten us with a screwdriver. Yeah. He put it in my face, told me he was going to kill me mm -hmm. if we didn't leave the beach. And so we just, we decided it right. was time to close right. up for the day. We're not going to fight. But, right. But yeah, no, it got it got really serious right. really fast. <laughs> oh. So let's fight. I'm just kidding. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> okay. All right. So mm -hmm. yes. um, this says biblical theology, systematic theology. Yes. Um, but it also provides, this book provides three other categories. Mm -hmm. And I just want to sort of get your thoughts on this because they define, they, they distinguish historical theology, mm -hmm. dogmatic theology, and contemporary theology. And the way that they define historical theology is... is um, we talked about this before the show, mm -hmm. we read through it, is historical theology is theology as it was, and I don't like the term developed, mm -hmm. but but that, that, I guess right. we could say that. We maybe discovered or, right. yeah. or, or systematized over time. Right. Like we would, we would agree that Christology was understood by the apostles and even the early church, mm -hmm. but that it had not been put into the formal language sure. of... You mentioned the Apostles' Creed, right. and then of course the Nicene Creed, and then the the more robust Athanasian mm -hmm. Creed, and and so that is what historical theology is is in, is addressing. And what's interesting when I've taught on church history, I've said it's it's mm -hmm. interesting because it's almost as if you have stages where in the early church there was the Christological mm -hmm. heresies, yeah, and then of course the time of Pelagius and Augustine, there's right. the there's the anthrop anthropological arguments and then throughout the middle ages you have the arguments mm -hmm. over ecclesiology and the right. position of rome and right. the church and the pope and these things right. and then toward the americas in the time after post-reformation you have the eschatological mm -hmm. positions the the adventist movements and things sure. that began to grow up so it's almost like there's a systematic theology sure in history sure okay yeah and what are your thoughts yeah, i mean, you I, think that's a I hadn't Helpful. actually thought about it in that manner. Um, I see that one. I view closer to a study of history mm -hmm. more than theology. Although that is it is good to understand it. Um, it's it's good to get a perspective because if I'm talking to a bunch of modern scholars, all of us are coming out of the s same bias of 2022. Yeah. Um, if if I'm talking to that, then that uh, uh, kind of cultural understanding of theology isn't going to change and 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 getting other perspectives on that throughout time can kind of bring balance to those things i mean uh the ecclesiological kind of the movement during um uh medieval medieval times i'm bad with dates well yeah, uh, like 1200s to uh, 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 technically, kind of 1500s. The, technically the middle ages when are the middle ages you, you, uh we really I'm better at other things um, we, well, we would say, mm -hmm. uh, prior to the, well, mm -hmm. you have the rise in Islam in the seventh century. Right. It would probably be about then where you begin the middle ages right. and also the rise of the Holy Roman empire, right. which moves all the way into the Renaissance, right. which is prior to the reformation, but right. only, only by a, a little. So that whole mm -hmm. mid section, you sure. could say almost like 600 to 1400. Sure. So it's a not 800 yeah. year period, in, which is middle. <laughs> and I think the big struggle during that time, it was... What is the place of the church in 
and specific the Pope. I think there were people struggling through that question and the Eastern until Church it became separates. dangerous. Yeah, until it became dangerous to the, ask the question. Yeah, um, because there were way too many like beheadings for a Christian organization to justify. <laughs> um, you know, like well, well, you know. Okay. How many beheadings are justifiable for... Uh, None. <laughs> like, I, the, the bar is pretty high on that one, so... Not even yeah. one? Not, no. Okay. Yeah, no. the standards I, you, are high. You heard it here, yeah. folks. The Christian organizations are allowed zero beheadings. It, it's these hard stances that I come down <laughs> on, yeah. Um, but but that was funny. kind of their place of, of as, as the... Roman Catholic Church is growing people there trying to understand their place in the church and the extent of the church because there is that chunk that um, the Catholic Church got a bit more into politics than it did into Jesus. I mean, the mm. kind of the whole span of, of like 1200s, the Pope was barely uh, Christian. Yeah. Um, oh, it, I would say. Yeah, like I, there were... Very few that are like, I don't even know who Jesus is, but I am in the highest office of the church. I'm like, hey, that's... And I'm the vicar. Pro- yeah. I'm, I'm the yeah. vicarious of Christ. Yeah. Here. yeah. And, and, and that is an overextension of bad ecclesiology that I think people, they needed to struggle through that a bit. And I think our cultural context it does kind of define the... Um, theological trend of the day. You know, I know a lot of people, especially in modern day, are still into eschatology because what plague are we in currently? Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, that is an increase. Anytime a thing happens, there's World War One, World War Two, Great Depression, Vietnam, Korea, uh, any of the Middle East. I mean, all these things, people go like, oh, this must be the end times. And... Um, in, in right. If, this would have, that, if yeah. COVID would have happened in the '90s, people mm-hmm. would have lost their mind, right? Because I were, were right. you were you in church in the '90s? I was in it, okay, uh, mostly awake. Okay, so. well, <laughs> I remember mm-hmm. back then mm-hmm. things like Left Behind, yeah, uh, Left Behind, yeah, and then uh, there was yeah. there were the Judgment Houses. Right, there was a church right up the street that had a play. Right, in the play they beheaded teenagers. I mean, not right. real. <laughs> it was, but because you're allowed none. <laughs> yeah. Zero. Zero, zero tolerance of zero. <laughs> We've heard it here. That, that's going to be the tagline for today's show. Zero we offer zero tolerance oh. for beheadings. But no, it literally, there was like three teenagers and they were having to go through the mm-hmm. tribulation. Right. And they drug them up on the chancel. Right. Uh, I don't even call it a chancel. It right. was a stage. Right. Drug them up on stage, put them on a guillotine, and uh-huh. it was one of those fake magician's guillotines. Right. So that it looks like the head comes off, but it doesn't, right. obviously. But like right. five hundred people in the right. audience saw a kid, whoosh, right. boom, and everybody's like, and then and then the pastor gets up, like it's all dark mm-hmm. and red, and he stands mm-hmm. up and he goes, "Are you ready to face this for Jesus?" And I was like, "Not, not, no, 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 I'm ten. Like, yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm <laughs> yeah, stress me out. Yeah, it was very. This one my age group has anxiety. Very, These plays right here, like, no, I'm not." So yes, yeah. as, uh, I, I know we got off topic. I'm sorry. No, but I mean it's it's that type of understanding of of the, the things going on in culture that I think balances out. If if I'm able to go back to the older scholars, the older Christians, the older saints, uh, in in order to say like, all right, if I understand in this manner and in a cultural context, most of us are going to be in the ballpark. All right, they're not in the uh, they're in a different culture, a different age, a different. 
uh, a, a kind of a context, did they understand it in the manner that I am also? Mm-hmm. Um, b- because that can give it a bit of extra authority. That's probably not the best term, but um, it's a good indication that I'm on, I'm going in the correct direction, I guess. Yeah, it's awesome yeah. when I read yeah. Augustine and I and he says something mm-hmm. that totally connects to mm-hmm. what I'm feeling and dealing with. Right. Knowing that he's, you know, you're, you're looking 1,500 years ago. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy who's re- totally removed from anything contextually. Mm-hmm. You know, this is before my whole country was mm-hmm. a thing. You know, this is way back in time. And yet he's writing about things. And 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 and, and you could even move that forward to mm-hmm. the time, you know, the Puritans and things like that. When you look at a historical perspective, you say, this person's in this, mm-hmm. but they're dealing with the same stuff I'm dealing with. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And so I do think historical theology yeah. can have some value. But I, again, it's all it's, it's go ahead. It's important, but I I think that the only thing it's doing is taking that coin that has two ends and just putting it in a different time frame. Yeah. Um I I I'm not gonna go s- so far as to call it distinct because it's going to be an expression of the other two just in a different time or a different culture. Gotcha. Um, so in that, I, I'd still go back to it's just a two-ended coin and not um, a kind of a five-ended dice or anything that ends is... I agree. And, and I don't... Yeah. yeah. And, I, and yeah. I don't even think... I think, I think that yeah. he is actually in this book, and we're not really reviewing the book, right. but, but just as a thought, I think that he is prioritizing. Yes. Because biblical theology right. then goes to systematic theology, which we said is dependent mm-hmm. upon exegesis, depending mm-hmm. on biblical theology. And then historical theology is how has these things worked out over time. Mm-hmm. Then dogmatics or dogmatic theology is a way of saying, okay, we've come to some conclusions, mm-hmm. and therefore we have some dogmas. So if you and I were to sit down and we were to say, we're going to discuss the five points of Calvinism. The mm-hmm. one that's never controversial, of course, is limited atonement. <laughs> so if we said we're going to do mm-hmm. that, yeah. that at least you would know that as a Calvinist, right. as a person who identifies as a five-point Calvinist, right. that I've I've taken a position. Right. And and this is this is my opinion that this is what this says. Right. And therefore, um, it doesn't become the lens through which I see everything, but it mm-hmm. does, it does mean that I have I have I have I've drawn a line in the sand. Right. And and, right, and, and that's not bad. It's just where I'm at. Yeah, absolutely. I I think to me that's taking the, 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 that coin instead of putting it in time, it's putting it in context. Yeah. Of if if I'm if if I'm keeping to to an Armenian type of understanding, then how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> then, it, it, then how do I do that? Um, and. Th- through the understanding of, of kind of the first two, yep. of, of those two things. And so if there's Arminian theology or Calvinist, Calvinistic theology, Catholic theology, these are 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 things that the, the, the Bible doesn't come out and go, guys, it's total depravity, period. I mean, that would solve so many debates. Like, yeah. that'd be <laughs> was, so Here's cool. the appendix yeah. to the book of Romans. Yeah, <clears throat> it actually one, is Tulip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... It, uh, those things are good, and I think they do give a a a uh, kind of a frame of understanding that people can go to. Um, but they're still going to be con- a kind of dependent on that coin of of biblical and s- systematic theology. I agree. Um, so I again, and and I know Karl Barth is probably the best at at, at dogmat, or the maybe not the best, but the longest uh, as far as dogmatics <laughs> go. Um, yes, but. 
but even that is 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 just in a context of expression. I guess I think the other term is applied theology. Is that kind of the same thing? Could be. Ki- yeah. Kind yeah. kind of sort of. Yeah. Saying um, this is. Yeah. yeah. If 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 this is true, then it expresses in this manner. Yeah. So it's kind of a step out, but not really. Well, the last one in the book, and this will start drawing us <laughs> uh-huh. to a close, because again, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I, this was just sort of our outline for today, is what is referred to as contemporary theology. Now, the way that they define contemporary theology in the book, and you said it before the program, you said the wrong ones. <laughs> <laughs> the way, <laughs> because if you don't actually, uh, if there's no interest in doing <clears throat> theology, you do this, yeah. is get your conclusion and then make the Bible fit it. Yeah, and so... The, I teed you up to say something terrible next. <laughs> so which one of those do you want to say first? Well, there... <laughs> Like, for instance, I'll give you the list Uh, here. It's um, liberal (laughs) theology, Mm -hmm. which, honestly, I think you and I would agree on this. When we talk about liberal theology, Mm -hmm. we're referring to, at least when I Mm -hmm. say say the liberals, you know, people people look at it, but for some, Mm -hmm. like your your strong IFB people, I'm the liberal because I don't use a King James, right? Right. So that's a a spectrum. But when I say the liberals, I'm referring to guys like John Dominic Crossum, Mm -hmm. John Shelby Spong, guys who have come out and said Jesus didn't rise from the dead. He was, you know, his bones were buried in a shallow grave. He was eaten by dogs. These are pretty hardcore guys who are not taking the Bible in a historical way. Uh, or redemptive mm-hmm. sense, they're taking it as mm-hmm. mythology at best. Right. And so that is its own, you know, mm-hmm. past dogmatics, that's its own framework. Right. Yeah. And so liberal theology, neo-orthodox theology, um, radical theologies, which if you look in the book, mm-hmm. that that's defined as things like black liberation theology, mm-hmm. which which there's liberation theology, then there's black liberation theology. There's mm-hmm. a, the, the Black liberation is a subset of right. liberation theology, which actually I think began in South America. Mm-hmm. wasn't even within the black community. It was within, I think, uh, an oppressed uh, South America. Maybe I'm wrong yeah, about I, this. Gosh, I haven't read on that in a while, so okay. you're probably right. But there's a lot, yeah. you know, because there's a lot of oppression yeah. and things like that. So liberation theology is the idea that we're, we're not – the salvation of the soul is secondary to the salvation uh, – the, the liberating mm-hmm. people from oppression, right. slavery, uh, right. mistreatment, things like right. that. Um, so that that would be under the radical. And then historicist theology, socialist theology, which – not really, not really theology. theology at all. Yeah. But but of course, socialists have mm-hmm. um, a whether it's an atheistic perspective, mm-hmm. which is a which is a theology. There, it's just interesting that I right. think the book goes there. They even include Catholic theology, which obviously ends as a, is is Protestant, he, mm-hmm. and he would see much of Catholic as 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 being um, unbiblical, and mm-hmm. so he talks about here. But he also re- addresses conservative theology um, in the sense that there are there are things that are conservative mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily biblical. Well, yeah, go back to IFB. Exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, I, goodness. I, IFB yeah. churches have a, a a weird end on, no, this, this, and this. I'm like, that. those are things that are added to Scripture. That's right. Um, and, and dangerous to proclaim in the manner that they're proclaiming. It, it's They've created a works-based type of understanding, even if they don't claim it's that anyway. So, sure. No, um, I agree. Yeah, I th- I think for contemporary th- kind of theologies, it those get into trouble because they get their conclusion and then uh, or uh, try and understand scripture through their made conclusion. 
Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's dangerous because uh, Scripture gets to speak first and gets to speak the loudest. Right. Um, and, and I think if I start at that, then a lot of the other stuff gets taken care of. Those almost take dogma and put it above the other two of, well, no, I'm doing this, and I'm justifying it in Scripture by doing this. That's right. Um, and, and a fair amount of those, I think, uh, a kind of thing I've struggled through is, is putting the adjective prior to the noun of if it's, it's theology, but by putting an adjective prior to it, I'm trimming off a thing because I've qualified it now. Okay. And if it's um, a kind of black theology, mm-hmm. um, well, then, then it's, it's in essence kind of claiming, well, all right, this doesn't apply to anything beyond that scope. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think that's how Scripture works. Yeah. Uh, if all Scripture is God breathed, and and it, in in Christ there is now no l- 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 longer Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free. You know, uh, all all those in the eyes of God don't m- matter. The adjective isn't important to God. Yeah. I mean, it is important, but it's not a a a a qualifier of uh, this person's better than this. Then, if it's true in this kind of theological context, the core truth in that has to be able to be applied in any of the other contexts. Yeah. Um, the the context of culture can change, as I mentioned, for like the uh, kind of dogmatic and the and the historical treatments. But if it's just true to this group of people, but not this group of people, that's a part I think can get really dangerous because it just splits us up. Yeah. Um, it, it, as Christians, it splits us up instead of draws us closer t- together. And all throughout Scripture, it's just, you know, there is one body of Christ. There isn't the, uh, this group over there, this group over there. It's all of us are, are f- following after one God in Jesus Christ made flesh, and all of us come t- together as a body of Christ instead of as a, well, there's these people here and, and those people there. Sure. Absolutely. And again, getting mm-hmm. if we were to, to go back up the list and go mm-hmm. back up to the beginning, we would say, right. like you said, not only does Scripture speak first, it speaks the loudest, mm-hmm. and therefore our systematic theology mm-hmm. must be first and foremost, mm-hmm. based on the scriptures, and right. must be what the scripture says, and whether, however we look at that in a historic right. context, or whatever positions we land on. If I, right. if I, and I'll say this to my Calvinistic friends, let's say you do believe in limited atonement. Let's say, mm-hmm. like me, you hold to the five points of Calvinism, but you, but you're, but you start with that, and then you help go find your verses that agree mm-hmm. with you. Then you've gone right. backwards. Right. Then you've you've come at it from a from the wrong perspective. Right. Um, I I will say this from my own experience. I was convinced as a Calvinist mm-hmm. by my uh, friend who made me look at the scriptures, mm-hmm. and he says, "I want you, you know, because I had never even considered that, mm-hmm. you know, because because I had been told something." prior that I just accepted. Right. And the position that I was told was, well, God looks down the quarter of time, he sees what you're going to do, he, mm-hmm. and that's how he decides, that's how he chooses you. Right. And that's what predestination means. And so for, you know, for a couple of years, I just assumed that was what it meant. Yeah. And then when my friend challenged that, he says, is that really what the Bible says? Is mm-hmm. that what foreknew means right. in Romans 8? And and I said, I think so. Is that's, that's <laughs> It makes sense to right. me. And when I approached scripture 
and I would hope to think more open-mindedly and say, okay, what is this saying? And Paul, you know, clearly says, you know, for whom he foreknew, and I'm not trying to convince mm-hmm. you of anything. I no, mean, you're, you're already there, 85%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm mostly there. <laughs> but when he says, whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, and whom he predestined, he called. Mm-hmm. And then you say, okay, wait a minute, the calling comes after the predestination. Mm-hmm. And so in, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the order of events, right. what we call the golden chain of redemption, which I had no idea that's what it was called then. Mm-hmm. But in the order of events, the calling is after this thing, mm-hmm. this called predestination. Yep. And then you say, okay, so wait a minute. Does that mean he doesn't call those who are not predestined? And that that produces right. a question and an exegetical right. question. And we begin right. to address that from other places, but right. it's from the scripture. Right. It's not from, well, I've got to prove right. this or not. It's... I. I think that's the same thing as people that will quote John MacArthur more than the Bible on mm. things, and yeah. and I know even John MacArthur he would he would disagree with that. He's like, yeah. no, go to Scripture. I'm gonna, I'm 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 not as good as Scripture, and um, <laughs> that it, it you heard it, it here, kind folks. Of a, John MacArthur not is as not good as, as good as Scripture. Got some hot takes on this one. There you go. Uh, so, <laughs> and we are zero tolerance zero on for beheadings. any beheadings. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but but those things, though, I I think it's especially in uh, I mean, as young, restless, and reformed got started, it was uh, this appeal to this. Um, kind of age of people that they're trying to find answers and got very, very charismatic answers yeah. being given to them, and so they just quoted those people in instead of actually going back to scripture. Um, One of my biggest issues, mm-hmm. and you just nailed it, is people who they're satisfied that mm-hmm. they're Calvinists because Paul Washer's a Calvinist, right. or because James White's a Calvinist, or because John right. MacArthur's a Calvinist. That can't be our reason, right? Yeah. And they, those people, they would all tell you the same thing. That's right. Like, That's right. Uh, please do not be any, like, I'm am not the cause of these things. It's a person interpreting scripture yeah. in in the context of 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 good exegesis by the power of the Holy Spirit in us to to uh, to illuminate scripture a hundred percent. But. Um, we have to be okay to go back to scripture to challenge those points, and and even in the Calvin Arminian kind of debate, I think there's a fair amount of that debate I just chuck out because the other side isn't paying attention to the other side. Yep. Um, the, the, they're both coming at scripture. They're trying to make a point in scripture, and 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 they're good questions brought up on both ends that the other end just ignores and says, "Well, I just think you don't understand." Okay, yeah. then help then help us understand instead of the debate and the hot take and the Twitter. Uh, yeah. you, 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 uh, give me the clip that, that I can throw out there. Instead, all right, take time, understand, is this person approaching Scripture in a proper manner? And if they aren't, then that is the point of the debate to say, actually, I don't think that passage states that. I think this does. Yeah. Um, even the, the whole point on, on um, God... Uh, calls those that are predestined. Well, if there's a proper understanding of that and it's in context and understood, then the Arminian debate gets a lot harder if they acknowledge that part of Scripture. Yeah. But too many people they get their their uh, their boots dug in. And it's like, well, no, I have to hold to this. I'm like, you really don't. You're able to to bail on a dogma because of the biblical or or the systematic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Well, brother, I have really super enjoyed our conversation today, and I know there's a lot more that we could get into, and I hope we do on Absolutely. a future program. And uh, and I'm going to go ahead and begin to draw us to a close, but I want to thank you again for Absolutely. taking time thank away you. from your it was a blast. Busy, busy schedule. And uh, I know that also you are a um, you are a part of a church mm-hmm. that's far enough away that I'm going to let you uh, tell people if they want to come visit you. <laughs> Sure. Because if you were right down the road, I wouldn't let you even say anything. We're planting a new campus right next door if you want (laughs) to. I'm Um, just kidding. I would let him say even if he were there. (laughs) No, I'm I'm a part of a Switzerland community church. Um, I I will say whenever I tell people I'm in Switzerland, they're like, that's a far drive. I'm like, aha, that's funny. And you have to just smile and say that. And it's not, but you have to smile and say that anyway. But um, it's It's, in... uh, It's about 45 minutes from here. Or more? Yeah, about yeah. 45 minutes. So, yeah. It, it, a good small church. I have fun doing it, and it's an honor and a blast to be there. And you are with Matthew Henson, one of my favorite mm-hmm. people, and, and he's there as well. Well, again, if you're in that area and you're looking for a church and where uh, where gospel, the gospel is proclaimed and good guys like Daniel Burton and Matthew Henson are there, mm-hmm. then uh, reach out to them. Y'all guys have a website that they can find? We do. Uh, SwitzerlandCommunityChurch.com. Um, oh boy! Is it is it? A.com? You know, I really hope so. Uh, <laughs> try try the org if if, <laughs> if, you, if if you don't find it. Switzerland CC. Oh no, dot orgs. Uh, yes, dot org. Okay. All right. Yikes. And, uh, <laughs> well, thank you again, Daniel, for being here. And thank you, viewer, for watching us today mm-hmm. and being with us. I hope that you've enjoyed this. I hope this has been educational as we discuss the subject of systematic and biblical theologies and other approaches to looking at theology. And here at Sovereign Grace Church, we say theology matters because mm-hmm. it does. And I hope that this was a way of showing you how important it really is. Also, I want to mention, if you are watching this on YouTube or Facebook, please like and subscribe to this video because that helps. It will help us to reach more people and help our content to uh, be able to be seen by a wider audience. And if you have a question that you would like for me to address on a future episode or an interview of someone you'd like me to interview, please send me that information at calvinistpodcast at gmail.com. And especially if you have a question about today's topic and you'd like to have Daniel back, please mention that to me in the email and we'll get back together in a future uh, episode and be able to get together on your question. Absolutely. So again, thank you for being with me today and being with us. And thank you for listening to Conversations with a Calvinist. My name is Keith Foskey, and I've been your Calvinist. May God bless you.